Hi, Pathway family. It's good to have you here this morning, and we're going to continue our series of the gospel as it relates to relationships. Today, we're going to be talking about specifically younger people, the teenage years all the way into, we'll talk about the 30s, but we'll get there in a minute. So we're going to start in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. So if you do have your Bibles ready and with you, turn into your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 12. And Paul says this to Timothy. He says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come to give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with a laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. It's a great passage, but before we get into it, let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you look down on us and you, you care for us and you hold us close. And Lord, no matter what stage of life we are going through, God, you're with us. As we've talked about being single, as we've talked about being in a married relationship, Lord, and as today we talk about being younger and in the church and how we relate to you and your gospel, Lord, I pray that your words would guide our conversation, that you would be here with us as we learn more about you and how we can really proclaim the gospel and, Lord, live the life that you have called us to live no matter where we are. We love you and we thank you and we praise your name. Amen. So guys, being younger can sometimes feel frustrating. <laughs> That's just the honest truth. It can be hard to feel like people value what you have to say or that they care about your emotions or feelings at all, let alone <laughs> want to deal with them. Uh, there are so many things that want your attention that it can feel like you're being ripped apart, whether it's school, whether it's family, whether it's church or friends or whatever it may be. You get just pulled in so many different directions that it just can get tiresome, to tell you the truth. Being younger can also be an amazing time of growth and influence, a time that you learn what you love and how you can turn those passions into jobs, into relationships, or even into your lifestyle. And here's the thing is God does not look down on younger people. He doesn't treat you differently or patronize you. In fact, I believe personally that it's quite the opposite, that God actually is desiring younger people to join and, and come closer so that they can have a bigger influence on the world around them and that we can actually, you as younger people, can actually influence the church as a whole and how the church goes and what direction and what path it goes down. Your youth does not, and this is important, your youth does not disqualify you or hinder you from being who God has called you to be. In the church, as well as in your personal life, in your family, in your relationships, your youth has nothing to do with whether or not you are qualified or unqualified to speak truth into other people's lives or be influential in their lives. And so when Paul writes, you know, let no one despise your youth, <laughs> We, we hang on to that because a lot of us older folks are familiar with the band Nirvana. Maybe some of the younger people as well know the band Nirvana. And there's a lot of teenage angst that comes along with, with being a younger person in this world, even today. And so, so there's this idea that when you're younger, you read the first part of verse 12, the let no one despise your youth. And you say, 
preach it, Paul. <laughs> and you get really behind that. You, you give him two big old thumbs up and you say, that's exactly what I want to hear. Nobody can despise me by my, because of my youth. And we hear the, the term, only God can judge me a lot of times. And, and people get, they rally behind that statement because they don't want people to judge them. And I think youth people, younger people, um, even myself included, and I'm you know, I'm 33 now, so, so even myself included in this, we can hear that first part of the verse and say, yeah, don't despise me because of my youth. Teenagers are no different than younger people as well. We, we like to think, yeah, I have value to give to the church or I have value to add to this conversation. And that's not wrong. And it's, <clears throat> it's easy to feel de- rejected or despised because of your youth. Uh, we have systems built um, where there's this attitude of when you're out of college or when you're out of high school or when you grow up or when you do this thing, then you become valuable and then I'm willing to listen to you. And so there's this, that's where this teenage angst comes from is this idea that, well, until I reach a certain age or until I reach a certain milestone in my education or my, you know, marital status or whatever, that I, I don't have a voice in the church or even just in life in general. And you may have experienced someone telling you to be quiet until you've learned something or to be quiet until you've reached that stage of life. And, and Paul is encouraging Timothy here that, that we should not allow people or, or and, and it's not like we're going to fight them on this, but, but we shouldn't feel rejected and we shouldn't feel despised because of our youth. And so the first few words of verse 12 give a refreshing breath of air to a suffocated soul, somebody who is feeling like they are just left in the dirt or left in the dust or whatever, and they don't have a voice. Verse 12 can become a rallying point. And while it's true that you should not feel rejected or disqualified because of your youth, verse 12 does not end there. As many verses do, it kind of turns it on its head a little bit. And so verse 12 says, again, let no one despise you, your youth, uh, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So there's, there's almost a condition to this, like not letting people despise your youth. Well, there's a whole slew, a whole list of things that you are to do. You, we are to be an example to the believers, we are, we are to, you guys as youth, as younger people, you are to be an example for, for older generation as well as the people around you in, in love, in spirit, in conduct, in faith, in purity. And we're not going to talk about abstinence today, but there are so many things that we can be an example to when we or when you are, are younger in age. You don't have to be despised because of your youth. But there is things that you can do to make sure that no one has an excuse to despise you because of your youth. This list of things that Paul says here are actions and attitudes that will show others that we follow Christ and his will. And so there's, there's that continuation. It's, it's not just don't despise me because of my youth. You're right, I shouldn't. But there's more to it. You should be living the life that's an example to other believers so that other believers as well as the world around you can see, ah, that person follows Jesus. I see that person actually changed their person because of who Jesus Christ is. And so let's not stop at the first half of verse 12 
and get really excited about one thing without getting really excited about the fact that we have the opportunity to be an example to others around us. And I think that one of the things, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I, but I don't think I am in talking to some of our youth and talking to some of the younger people that I, I get to work with as well as just be around is there's a passion to be influencers. There's a passion to be someone who gets to have a voice at the table and decision-making. And, and so when you have that passion, that's a good thing, but you need to be living that life to, towards Jesus Christ so that people can be encouraged that you have valuable things to say. And, and so do you, do you make mistakes? Absolutely. Are there things that you say or do that you shouldn't? Sure. That doesn't mean that you are disqualified. It just means that you have room to grow. <laughs> and so if I can encourage you uh, today, don't let your youth be the thing that stops you from growing up. Meaning don't allow your mistakes or the things that you've said you know, in passing or done in passing, uh, your, your trials, your tribulations, don't let those things define you. Let Jesus Christ define who you are. So don't get bound up in, in all the controversy. Just get bound up in who Jesus Christ is and live after him. And guys, all of those questions, all of those things, all of that teenage angst will work itself out a little bit because you'll be following the one who can answer it in a way that is satisfying to the soul. And so uh, just a quick side note for those of you who are sitting in your living room or wherever you're watching this from, Timothy was about 30 years old when Paul wrote, don't let people despise you because of your youth. Uh, there's, a, there's an idea of, he was writing to a person, the, the word here, youth, is the, the Greek word for the military age, which actually goes all the way up to 40 years old. Most elders in the church at the time were not 50, uh, or, or they were no younger than 50. And so youth is a relative term in this, for sure. And I know a lot of us, uh, we think at 30 years old or, or even older, <laughs> We think we have made it or that we are mature adults and maybe, maybe you have family and bills and all these other kinds of things that you're paying right now and you're 30 years old. That's all well and good. There are plenty of statistics and people. Um, there's a book called Growing Young. I highly recommend it if you're interested in statistics of the church, um, specifically a younger movement in the church. But uh, Growing Young talks about the new age of maturity for males being anywhere from uh, it can be anywhere from 24 all the way to 29. That's the age of maturity now um, for, for uh, adult males. Um, adult females is a little bit younger than that, but they say that that age keeps increasing. So, you know, in 10 years, it could be 32 is the new high mark or whatever. And so, so age is kind of relative. Youth is kind of relative in this, especially in our culture today where we have different kinds of distractions with social media, arrested development, the video games, things like that can really contribute this. So don't think that just because you have a teenager that you're exempt from listening to what Paul is saying here. Um, as a young person in the church, I experienced feelings of, from older people, um, of ina inadequacy, uh, of being less than because I wasn't I wasn't old enough to take part in certain things, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more um, later, but intentional or not, whether or not those people were intentionally trying to, you know, put me down or anything like that, it hurt. 
it hurt me. It made me disillusioned about the church and what the church was trying to do and whether or not I was valuable to the church. And so you have to get to the point where Jesus and his will for you become more important than anything or anyone else. And, and with that is verse 13 when he says, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. And so there's this idea of we should, be, we should be pursuing studying the word of God. We should be encouraging our brothers and sisters around us, no matter our age. And we should, most importantly, guys, be teachable. We should, we should understand that there are people who have been in our position. There are people, if you're a teenager in our church right now, there are people that have, believe it or not, been teenagers that can give you help or help and advice and, and walk through you. And it's not patronizing. It's not them trying to, to make you feel inadequate or anything like that. It's because they want to help you. I, I do believe that for the, for the majority of the church, we actually want to see youth kids as well as young adults come up and be be healthy beneficial parts to the church and and if we can give wisdom to that if we as the older generation can help with that then I think that that's a great thing and and my encouragement to youth and older people as well is to reach out to one another and talk because there's a lot of there's a lot of missed communications, kind of ships passing in the night type of thing, where we, where we assume that the other is, you know, not interested in what we have to say. And so we kind of don't give them the opportunity to speak into our lives. And so with that, I, I don't think we should let that continue as, as a big C church. And, and so part of, part of all of this means that you're going to be accountable. You're going to be accountable to what you say you believe, meaning I am a Christian or I am a Christ follower or I am a churchgoer or whatever. And, and being accountable means that we follow what God um, commands us to do, which includes some of the harder ones that I, I'm trying to avoid in this message because I believe that a lot of you guys have heard this. But, but you know, obeying your father and mother, honoring your father and mother is a command. It's something that we do. It's something that we have to do. And so, so that is part of how we can communicate to other people, specifically if you're a teenager right now, the temptation to disobey, the temptation to do whatever you want is great. Uh, and your friends may be doing it or it may just be a cultural thing, whatever. But the Bible says to honor your father and mother. And so in obeying your, your parents, in honoring them with your words and your actions, you actually show the, the people who are around you that you take seriously what the Bible says, that you actually want to do this so that you can grow towards Christ, not so that you can be pious or above anyone else, but so that you can show people that I believe what this book says and I believe that it is valuable to who we are and to who I am. Look, following Christ is a joy, not a burden. Following Christ is the best thing we could ever hope to do. And it's never uh, following the rules. It's always getting to do things that glorify him. And so instead of looking at it as a burden to obey your parents or to honor your father and mother, we should look at it as an opportunity. We get to do this. We get to show people around us that we live a different life. We live a weird life, whatever. Um, keep Winkler weird. And, and we get to experience this fullness from Jesus Christ that other people don't. And they'll say, I want that. And he gives relief from the feeling of being broken or less than. 
He gives relief from the idea that I am not worthy or I am not worthwhile or I am useless, which are some of the very common things that we hear from, from the younger generation, specifically the ones that are disillusioned with the church, is that they feel like they were overlooked, they feel like they were not valued, they feel like they were treated as though they were useless. And so we need to address that. And if you feel like that right now, please hear me when I say that is never our intention. And if you feel like that, please reach out to us. I know that Tyler, our youth, our youth director, would love to sit down and chat with you about that. And I, I mean, I would. And I know Pastor Rob would. And so, so we want to make sure that we have a place where you feel as a younger person in our church that you feel like you have a place. You feel like you have an opportunity to not just be safe and, and expose your innermost desires or whatever, but to actually serve and see what it's like to follow Jesus, to be discipled by someone, to have someone say, come alongside with us as we serve Jesus. We're going to teach you how to do this. And, and there are going to be things that you make better, and there are going to be things that we teach you to make you better. And so don't be discouraged because you do have a place. One of the biggest lies that we can believe is that we're useless. One of the biggest lies that we can believe is that we are unwanted in this building or in this congregation or whatever, or even in the big C church. God views his children as precious and he loves us all, no matter your age. Look, here's an interesting thought, is Jesus' disciples, most scholars believe that the oldest one was around 20, 22, somewhere in there. The youngest could have been John at possibly 14 years old. Anywhere from 14 to 17 is what most scholars believe. When John was, was discipled by Jesus, he was probably in that 14 to 17 year old range. And that, guys, I hope that speaks to you in a way that shows you that God can use younger people to flip the world on its ear. God can use you to effectively change the world and, and be world changers. I say it often that anybody, and this doesn't matter your age at all, but anybody can be a world changer if they just allow God to work in them. And so how cool is it to think about John being super, super young and being discipled by Jesus? He was willing to go with Jesus. He was willing to, to give up everything and follow Christ. And, and Jesus, on the flip side of that, was willing to do it. He didn't make cracks about people's age. Like we talk about young people a lot as older people and, and we, we make jokes about how young they are, or how they're millennials this or Gen Z that or whatever. And I don't even know all the generations anymore. But guys, Jesus didn't make jokes about it. He, he taught them. He showed them how to live a godly life, a perfect godly life. And so that's no different. I know that we, we try and say, well, that was a different time. And that was, yeah, it was a different time. But there's no difference in maturity when we just disciple people. Like, don't allow someone's youth or someone's old age to be the thing that stops you from being discipled or being a discipler. Like, work with these people. Discipleship is so important because it, it, it helps you learn how to follow Jesus, how to live like he did, and how to minister and love people the way he did. And so as, as a teenager hearing this, please disciple and be discipled. As, as, an older, as an older person listening to this, please disciple and be discipled. 
it's so important that we don't just say, well, I go to church and therefore I'm a Christian. That may be true. You'll, well, okay, going to church doesn't make you a Christian just like going to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. But it may be true that you are a Christian and you just come to church on Sundays and I'm not taking anything away from that. But what I am going to say is it's so important that we get discipled so that we know how to follow Jesus. It's so important that we go to somebody who is older than us and wiser than us or maybe even younger than us and wiser than us to get taught how to follow Jesus. And guys, you need to teach and you need to be taught. And that goes back to that idea of being teachable. Your thoughts and your dreams, aspirations, they're valued highly in the kingdom of God. And that shouldn't change due to your age. And again, we've talked about it already. Oftentimes it does. There's just perceptions that are out there that that people say, well, you're too young to do this. Can I just say this? Pastor Rob and I have talked about this this last week, that if there's teenagers in our church that want to learn how to preach, guess what we're going to do? We're going to teach them how to preach. We're going to give them that opportunity to learn how to do that. It's not just, oh, you're a teenage girl, okay, go serve in children's ministry. Or you're a teenage guy, go serve in children's ministry. Oh, you're a teenager, go serve in the worship team because you can play an instrument. We don't want to use you guys as utilities. We don't want to use you guys as tools. What we want to do is we want to help you guys grow into the person that Christ wants you to be. And that can be anything from a rock star to an evangelist. And so, guys, that is the heart of the church, I believe anyway, is is that we want to disciple people to follow Jesus. Our heart is to see you grow into who God desires you to be, not just who we think you should be. And and that's that's a lot of the thing is is there's, there's communication that has to take place. We need to communicate that to you guys, that the open door is there for you to come in and learn. And I, I think we are requesting that you communicate to us when there is a desire to be there, to, to learn those things. There's so many opportunities to take part in the church, and we want to open those doors. And yes, sometimes children's ministry is the way we go. Sometimes it's, it's youth ministry. Sometimes it's worship. Sometimes it's those things. But guys, it can be anything. It can be new ministries. It can be exciting. It doesn't have to be just what we expect or just the normal thing. And I, I think as, as teenagers and younger people grow up, normal isn't always the most favored thing in this world. <laughs> At least not when I was a kid. Uh, but I was a weird kid. Anyway, so all of this to say that being young, whether it's 14 years old or 30 years old, means that there's struggles, it means that there's emotions involved, it means that you're learning and growing and becoming who God wants you to be, and guys, that never stops. I hope and pray that when I am 50 years old or 60 years old, I probably won't make it to 70, but whenever I die, I hope that my prayer is that I grow closer to Jesus tomorrow than I am today. Lord, I, I want to love him more than, than I do today. I want to love him more tomorrow than I do today. And so I don't think that that changes just because you've gotten married or because, because you have crossed over the threshold of 19 years old to 20 years old or any of those things. I want to continue growing closer to Jesus. And I, I hope that that's the same for, for our youngest of young to our oldest of old. But we need to not allow people to define how we serve or walk with Jesus. 
We need to not allow people, like, like Paul says here, don't, don't let people despise you because of your youth. Don't let them despise you. Don't let them look down on you because you haven't reached what their expectation of the goal is. Now, yes, there's certain things that need to happen as far as education and learning. We're not just going to, you know, Pastor Rob is not just going to allow a person to come up and, and preach on a Sunday that hasn't gotten a little bit of training, hasn't gotten a little bit of guidance, because that guidance will help not create fires. <laughs> it will help not create hurt and pain and other things. And so we need to be open. And like I said, being teachable is so important. We need to follow Jesus like his disciples did and grow closer to his will for our lives and allow the church to help us do that. Allowing people to come into our lives, allowing people to say, let, let me disciple you. Let me, let me walk with you. Oh, you're interested in blank. Let me help you. I know a little bit about blank. Let me help you, you know, grow and feel that out. And maybe we can teach each other. There has to be the mutual respect both ways to say, hey, we want this to be the best. Not just the same old thing that people have been doing for hundreds of years, but guys, something that is new and fresh. The idea of not just, not just youth coming into our world and understanding how we operate as adults and not adults going into the youth's world to understand how they operate as youths. That's fine, but we need to create a whole new world where we just look at each other and say we are all working together for the glory of the kingdom, the glory of Jesus Christ. Ask us how to get involved. Reach out to us. We're going to reach out to you. I promise that. But ask us how you can get involved. Ask us how to get involved in discipleship groups. Ask us how to get involved in different ministry areas. Ask us how to get involved in creating an, your ministry. Maybe there's something that we haven't seen that you feel like there's a need. Great, let's do it. Let's do it together. And let's not treat each other like we're, we are foreign objects. Let's not treat each other like you know, you guys are the dinosaurs and you guys are the babies. Like, that's, that's dumb. That's, that's just going to create a bigger riff in between the two groups. We need, we need youth in the church because God, Jesus himself said, let the little children come to me and talked very specifically about having childlike faith. Talked very specifically about if you don't have a faith like a child, then it's very hard to have a true faith. Guys, it's so important that we work together as a church and that we come alongside one another and encourage one another. And so if you're young, if you're old, I hope this makes sense, guys, to you, that we care where you're standing in the Lord and we want to help you leap into the next stage, that we want to help you leap into the next growth period of your life and we want to walk alongside of you while you do it, not judging you, not bickering towards you, not any of those things. We want to work with you so that we can, when you fall, we want to be there to help stand you back up. And when you jump, we want to help throw you so you go as far as you can. So guys, I hope that's an encouragement. I hope that the conversation that we had was an encouragement as well. And guys, just let us know how we can help more. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you don't look down on us for our youth. We thank you that you don't look down on us at any stage of our lives and think that we're just ridiculous and that we don't, we don't get anything right or anything like that, Lord. You look on us with loving heart and kind eyes. I pray that today, Lord, you would, you would speak to us and speak to our youth specifically, the younger people in our church, Lord, that maybe 
feeling like they are separated from the relationship to the church. I pray that they would, that they would feel welcomed, that they would feel accepted, that they would feel like this is a safe place for them to, to question, to, to have questions answered, and Lord, that they would feel confident that you are the best place to go to for answers. Lord, maybe not the church, but you definitely are the best place. And so your word can guide them. And Lord, we want to be a church that encourages our younger people to go to the Bible. We want to encourage them to go to the foot of the cross, to lay it all down and to follow you because you're worth it. You are a joy to follow. It is a blessing to get to, to get to have the direct communication that we have even now in this moment as we pray we get a direct line to God. So Lord, I pray that you would bless us as we seek to be closer to you, as we seek to be closer to each other, I pray that you would walk with us every step of the way. Thank you and we praise you, Lord, in your name, amen.